Hello and welcome to the Scriptural Wild Fatherhood podcast. This is a show for dads and dads to be. It is all about how we can be equipped for this important adventure of being a father that has been entrusted to us. My name is James, James Mongombe. I gather these lessons from scripture, how we can emulate God the preeminent father from the animal kingdom because God has spread fatherhood wisdom in the wild and from other fathers who have walked this journey or who are currently walking this journey. And finally, I gather these lessons from experts who have researched, taught, and written on this important role. Thank you for listening, and I wish you all the very best in your fatherhood journey. Mahatma Gandhi said, power is of two kinds. One is obtained by the fear of punishment and the other by acts of love. Power based on love is a thousand times more effective and permanent than the one derived from fear of punishment. This quote beautifully encapsulates the idea I'm going to talk about in this episode. Have you ever asked yourself, how can my kids follow my instructions without any resistance? Well, I think as parents, this crosses our minds quite often. I hope to share some insights I have gathered about this. There is a parenting concept that I learned from the book Hold On To Your Kids written by Dr. Gabor Mate and Dr. Gordon Newfield. This is the concept of parenting power. In a nutshell, this is the power that enables a parent to connect with their child, nurture them, direct them, and raise them up in the right way without coercion or force. Dr. Gabor Mate and Dr. Gordon Newfield define power in the parenting context as, and I quote, the spontaneous authority to parent. They add that this spontaneous authority flows not from coercion or force, but from an appropriately aligned relationship with a child. The power to parent arises when things are in their natural order and it arises without effort, without posturing, and without pushing. It is when we lack that power that we are likely to resort to force. The more power a parent commands, the less force is required in day-to-day -day parenting. On the other hand, the less power we possess, the more impelled we are to raise our voices, harshen our demeanor, utter threats, and seek some leverage to make our children comply with our demands. Power is absolutely necessary for the task of parenting. There is no way of understanding the dynamics of parenting without addressing the question of power. The power we have lost is the power to command our children's attention, to solicit their good intentions, to evoke their difference and secure their cooperation. Without these four abilities, all we have left is coercion or bribery, according to Dr. Mate and Dr. Newfield. In my opinion, the good news is that the power to parent does not arise from techniques, no matter how well meant, but from the attachment relationship. The secret of a parent's power is in the dependence of the child. We cannot truly take care of a child who does not count on us to be taken care of, or who depends on us only for food, clothing, shelter, and other material concerns. 
we cannot emotionally support a child who is not leaning on us for his psychological needs as well. It is frustrating to direct a child who does not welcome our guidance and it is self-defeating to assist one who is not seeking our help. When attachment is displaced, dependence is displaced. So is along with it the power to parent, according to Dr. Mate and uh, Dr. Newfield. I have experienced all these dynamic aspects of parenting. I've had that sweet spot of power where my son joyfully follows the guidance and direction I give him. There are times I resort to coercion or forceful direction. My wife and I tend towards different extremes. She is on the bribery side, while I tend towards the coercion side. Deep down, we both know these are not sustainable ways to deal with the situation. However, sometimes you just want quick cooperation to move to the next thing. The question remains though, should we compromise for quick wins and end up losing the main battle? The best way, which I am always making effort to get to, is exercising the legitimate parenting power that is born of relationship and not tyranny. It gladdens my heart when my son joyfully does what I request him to do without coercion. Don't get me wrong. There is a time to raise your voice and a time to discipline. As that proverb goes, spare the rod and spoil the child. However, if you do it all the time, the child will end up losing sensitivity to it and its purpose will not be achieved. The next time you raise your voice to warn them of real or imminent danger, they will ignore you since it is your usual posture. I think it is advisable to spare these interventions for when you will really need them. Like for instance, if you need to raise your voice to warn them of imminent danger or to warn them to get out of the way of oncoming traffic, for example. I think the real issue here is seeking to have a firm voice without yelling or raising the voice. It takes practice to achieve this and we may not do it perfectly all the time, but the idea is to keep working on it until we get good at doing it, such that our child or children will, in every sense of the word, hear our voice. They can tell when we are addressing them with firmness, with harshness, anger, or love. We may make errors as fathers, however, we should make every effort to have them identify our voice with firmness, kindness, genuine concern and love towards them as opposed to anger, yelling, confusion, a voice that induces insecurity or fear. Indeed, like the scripture says, where there is fear, there is no love. Let your voice be the one that instills confidence and security in your son or your daughter. The Bible in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 says, and I quote, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. So in essence, God, the preeminent father, expects us to treat our children in ways that do not provoke them to anger. Our guidance, discipline, and instruction to them should be in the godly manner that does not lead them to resent us as their parents for the actions we have done to them. So they need to be able to know that 
whatever it is that we're doing for them or whatever it is that we're instructing them to do, whatever direction, discipline or guidance that we're providing to them, it comes out of our pure concern for them and it reverberates with kindness and love. However we're able to communicate that, that's what we need to focus on so that that is always communicated to the to to our children. We may not do it perfectly all the time, but the idea is to keep working at it so that we can become better and better as fathers as the days go by. I was thinking about this and I thought, is there an animal that exhibits this quality of power in parenting? The interesting thing I find is that we can learn a lot by observing the natural world. God, the creator, has put wisdom out there and expects us to find it and utilize it. The scriptures in the book of um, Proverbs chapter 6 encourage us to go look at the ant, for example, to learn a lesson in productivity. So I believe by observing creation, we can also learn lessons in parenting as fathers. In the animal kingdom, it is said wolves exhibit some exemplary parenting behaviors that we can learn from as fathers. The alpha male stereotype supposedly comes from people's understanding of how male wolves behave. Generally, an alpha male is described as a man who at every moment shows he is in control at home and who away from home can become aggressive. However, some experts who have observed wolves closely say that this is a misunderstanding. In an article in the Reader's Digest titled, Think You Know What Alpha Male Means? These wolves will prove you wrong. Carl Safina quotes a veteran wolf researcher Rick McIntyre as saying, and I quote, the main characteristic of an alpha male wolf is a quiet confidence, quiet self-assurance. You know what you need to do. You know what's best for your pack. You lead by example. You are very comfortable with that. You have a calming effect. Apparently, alpha males are not aggressive. They don't need to be, so writes Safina. McIntyre adds, think of an emotionally secure man or a great champion. Whatever he needed to prove is already proven. This kind of exemplifies God, the preeminent father. He does not need to prove anything to anyone. He just is and we experience his love, his grace, his mercy, justice, providence, generosity and guidance as our days unfold. He has the calm confidence of his fatherhood, and I suppose the wolf takes after him. So as a father, this is a quality I aim to grow in, to have the parenting power, to have the quiet, calm confidence that inspires security in my children as opposed to fear. I have it sometimes, but some days I'm not anywhere near being calm and confident as I ought to be. The hope I have is that this is a quality I can pursue and keep learning and growing in. Like the preeminent father and the alpha male wolf, I should lead by example. It is not necessarily what I say, but what I do that my kids pick up easily. Not to say we should not give verbal guidance to our kids. In fact, that is very important. However, our actions as fathers and parents indeed speak louder than our words. My wife and I, have been reminded time and again that when you think the kids are not watching or listening, think again. So the best way is to model the behavior I would like my children to imitate. 
when i make mistakes as surely as that does happen sometime i ensure to point it out so they can learn how to handle mistakes that they will make themselves i encourage you to think about this quality the parenting power if you possess this power to parent in increasing measure you will be able to raise up your children in the right way and set them up for success so that they can achieve their greatest or highest potential in life thank you for listening to this episode i welcome you to join me next week when we will be talking about foundational years i request you to subscribe to the podcast so that when we release the new episode you'll be notified instantly thank you and bye bye